Narada's Gospel of Love, the Narada Bhakti Sutras, today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Narada Bhakti Sutras is translated from Sanskrit into English by the Sri Ramakrishna Moth, Madras, India, and that's my favorite translation of this ancient Sanskrit Hindu scripture. Some thoughts about Narada, the ancient sage, possible dates of composition, the medieval bhakti movement. The medieval bhakti movement, of course, is very influential on the Sant tradition and the Vaishnavas of India. It actually dates back to the 6th century as a spiritual movement in South India before spreading to northern India during the medieval period. It's likely the Narada Bhakti Sutras was authored sometime after the 6th century. It is a key Vaishnava text. It's not often quoted directly by the Sants of India, but it sure does embody the key and universal principles of love and devotion, prim and bhakti, central to the path of the Masters, and is a universal teaching that is present in the traditions of most all of the schools of spirituality, East and West. For the bliss and intoxication of love is the foundation for spiritual practices, such as the prayer of the name, zikr, or simran, the recitation of names of God, and the primary motivation for spiritual practices such as meditation. The sage Narada is a figure, of course, that dates back to very ancient times in India. The text is attributed to Narada or written in the name of Narada, but no one really knows who the composer was. Sometimes with these ancient texts and scriptures, all we're left with is the internal evidence. So if a scripture speaks to our soul is spiritual food, that's really what matters most, even if the origins of the text are completely unknown. A mystery to history, a lost piece of history. The word Nara means knowledge useful to humanity, and Da means a giver. So Narada means the one who gives useful knowledge to mankind and guides humanity to the right path. Narada Muni is a sage from the Hindu tradition who plays a prominent role in a number of Puranic texts including the Ramayana. Narada is portrayed as a traveling monk with the ability to visit distant worlds and realms. Narada uses the veena, an Indian instrument used in Indian classical music, to accompany the singing of hymns, prayers, and mantras as an act of devotion to God. The veena is a beautiful instrument of Indian classical ragas, and esoterically or spiritually, the Veena is considered a high, holy, heavenly sound of the higher spiritual realms, if heard internally as a sound current, a divine sound in meditation. The Gospel of Narada, the Narada Bhakti Sutras. 
This is from the introduction. Supreme Divine Love together with the steps leading to it is called Bhakti. This phenomenon, this phenomenon of Bhakti therefore has a premature stage designated as Apara Bhakti and a mature stage of subjective experience known as Para Bhakti. Mature divine love may be viewed again subjectively and objectively. The transcendental aspect of it is an uncharacterizable, incommunicable, and ineffable experience of unsurpassed bliss and illumination, always equated with self-realization or God-realization. It is also called liberation in life or perfect gnosis. The marks that may be observed in a person who possesses this perfect realization, when that realization expresses through his moods, thoughts, words, and deeds, are called the objective aspect of Parabhakti. That's from the introduction to the Narada Bhakti Sutras, published by Sri Ramakrishna Math, Madras, India. So we really don't know when this text was written other than it seems to appear at the beginning of the Bhakti movement. And it sure is wonderful. The Gospel of Love. The Narada Bhakti Sutras. Selections. Narada's Gospel of Love, saying one. Now therefore we shall expound the religion of divine love. 2. That truly is of the nature of the supreme love of God. 3. And in its own intrinsic nature divine love is nothing less than the immortal bliss of freedom or mukti itself, which comes unsolicited by the grace of God and by self-sacrifice. For gaining that, man realizes his perfection and divinity and becomes thoroughly contented. 5. Attaining that, man has no more desire for anything. He is free from grief and hatred. He does not rejoice over anything. He does not exert himself in furtherance of self-interest. Realizing that, man becomes intoxicated and fascinated, as it were, because he is completely immersed in the enjoyment of the bliss of the Atman, the truest and highest self. That was verse 6. We're skipping ahead to verse 12, 13, and 14. Let a man have care for the scriptural teachings, even after his spiritual realization becomes well established. 13. For otherwise there is the risk of fall. 14. Social customs and practices also may be followed in like manner to that extent only, but activities like taking food may be continued to the measure necessary for the preservation of the health of the body. So the Narada Bhakti Sutras is advocating a life of some solitude, but is not advocating any sort of extreme asceticism saying 19, Narada is of the opinion that the essential characteristics of bhakti 
are the consecration of all activities by self-surrender to God, by complete self-surrender to Him, and extreme anguish if He were to be forgotten. Verse 25, but the supreme divine love described before is also something more than karma, jhana, and yoga. 26, for it is of the nature of the fruit or result of all of these. Karma, karma yoga, as in good deeds, paying attention to your deeds, avoiding bad deeds, good actions, emphasizing, of course, doing good actions, avoiding bad actions, jhana or knowledge, and yoga or spiritual experience, cultivation of mystical experiences. The text is saying that divine love is the foundation, the essence of all of these endeavors. Love is supreme. Sayings 33 through 45 of Narada's Gospel of Love, the Narada Bhakti Sutras. 33. Therefore, that highest spiritual realization alone is worthy of being accepted as the goal by people who are desirous of permanent release from all bondage. 34. Teachers describe in hymns and songs, i.e. Vedas, epics, and the rest, the following as the means of spiritual realization. 35. But that state of supreme love and immortality is made possible only by giving up the objective reality of the world as it appears to the egocentric intellect and senses and the consequent renunciation of attachment. 36. By uninterrupted loving service. Or seva. Seva. 37. By hearing and singing the glory of the Lord, even while engaged in ordinary activities of life. 38. Primarily, it is got only through the grace of great souls, or through a slight measure of divine grace. 39. But it is extremely difficult to come into contact with a great soul and to be benefited by his company. The influence of such a one is subtle, incomprehensible, and ineffable in its effect. 40. Nevertheless, it is attainable by the grace of God and God-men alone. 41. Because in God and in his devotees there is no sense of difference between any two objects of the universe. 42. Such practices as would enable us to take advantage of their grace alone, are to be adopted. 43. Evil company, however, is fit only to be shunned by all means. 44. For it leads to the rousing up of desire, anger, delusion, to the loss of memory, to the loss of discrimination, and to utter ruin in the end. 45. Though they rise only in the form of ripples in the beginning, they become like a veritable sea as a result of evil company. And 46. Who crosses who crosses the maya, the illusion? He who avoids all contact with such objects of senses 
as are likely to inflame passions, resorts to spiritually great souls and serves them. So in this section of the Narada Bhakti Sutras, there is the injunction to avoid negative influences in your life, negative company, negative people that drag you down, pull you down in various ways, and to find the good company of sages, godmen, living saints. A rare thing in this world, but nevertheless achievable, as it says in the Narada Bhakti Sutras. Saying 53, the devotion nevertheless manifests itself in one, whoever it be, when one has made oneself fit for such manifestation by constant sadhana. Sadhana is a term for spiritual practice, meditation practice, developing receptivity to the divine through the repetition of God's name or names, seeing and hearing, receptivity to the divine and union with the divine, union with the beloved, the Lord of love. Saying 55, attaining that one sees and hears only that, talks and thinks only that. 62, on the attainment of bhakti, or even for the attainment of it, life and society need not be shunned but only the fruits of all social activities are to be surrendered to the Lord. While all such activities, naturally righteous and so bearing noble fruit, may be continued. More from the Narada Bhakti Sutras, Narada's Gospel of Love, one of my favorite Hindu scriptures. Saying 67, as I provide some selections from the Narada Bhakti Sutras, 67, those are primary devotees who have one-pointed love of God for his own sake. 68, conversing with one another with choking voice, tearful eyes, and thrilled body. They purify not only their families, but the land which gave birth to them. I think that's my favorite overall verse of the Narada Bhakti Sutras. It's basically saying the heavens and the earth were created for such souls and that such spiritually inclined souls make the earth itself a sacred place of meaning. Conversing with one another with choking voice, tearful eyes, and thrilled body, they purify not only their families, but the land which gave birth to them. Saying 69, they impart sanctity to places of pilgrimage, render actions righteous and good, and give spiritual authority to scriptures. 70, every one of those mentioned in the last sutra is filled with the spirit of the saints, and through that with the Spirit of God Himself. Seventy, the fathers rejoice, the gods dance in joy, and this earth gets a savior. 
72. In them there is no distinction based on caste or culture, beauty or birth, wealth or profession, and the like. 73. Because they are his own. 74. It is not proper for one to enter into a controversy about God or other spiritual beliefs, or about comparative merits of different devotees. 75. For there is plenty of room for diversity in views, and no one view based upon mere reason is conclusive in itself. 76. The teachings of the scriptures dealing with love and devotion for God may still be discussed and meditated upon, and spiritual practices which rouse devotion may still be undertaken. 77. Time becoming available to him because of his freedom from pleasure and pain, desire and gain, etc. It behooves him not to waste even half a second. 78. He should cultivate and preserve virtues such as non-violence, truth, purity, compassion, faith in higher spiritual realities, and the like. 79. It is the Lord alone who is the repository of all the blessed qualities that is to be worshipped always by Him, free from all cares and worries in every aspect of His life. Quite often from these scriptures and from the teachings of the Masters, we hear injunctions about becoming fearless, giving up anxiety. Our duty is to be centered. That's our life goal. To be centered, to be free of fear, to become fearless. Not always an easy thing in this scary world of Maya and illusion, but that is the goal always to become free of care, worry, anxiety, to become spiritually fearless beings. Eighty, being thus glorified, he, the Lord, manifests himself and blesses his devotees with realization. 81. Only love of the absolute eternal truth is the greatest. This love, indeed, is the greatest. 82. Bhakti, or divine love, though in itself only manifests itself in the following 11 different forms. I think I'll reread that. Bhakti, or divine love, though in itself one, only, manifests itself in the following eleven different forms. There we go. Divine love is one, one love, but it comes in eleven different forms. Here are the eleven different forms in the Narada Bhakti Sutras. A. Love of the glorification of the Lord's blessed qualities. B. Love of his enchanting beauty. C. Love of worship. D. Love of constant remembrance. E. Love of service. F. Love of him as a friend. 
G. Love of him as a son. H. Love for him as that of a wife for her husband. I. Love of self-surrender to him. J. Love of complete absorption in him. And K. Love of the pain of separation from him. Yearning. 83. Thus the teachers of Bhakti unanimously declare, without being in the least afraid of public criticism. 84. The final saying of this Hindu scripture, the Narada Bhakti Sutras, Narada's Gospel of Love. Whosoever amongst us believes in this auspicious gospel of Narada and has faith in it becomes a lover of God and thus attains the highest beatitude and the goal of life. Those are the Narada Bhakti Sutras, some selections from the Narada Bhakti Sutras. The whole collection is online. Just send me an email and I'll send you a link to this particular translation of the Narada Bhakti Sutras. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Another one of my favorite verses from these sutras is 19. Narada is of the opinion that the essential characteristics of bhakti are the consecration of all activities by complete self-surrender to him and extreme anguish if he were to be forgotten. That is such a key point, a key characteristic of the spiritual warrior that to forget the spiritual path, the spiritual aspect of life, is absolutely unacceptable. More on Bhakti. Love for the Supreme Being, the Lord of Love, the Ocean of Love and All Consciousness from the teachings of the saints and mystics. This is from Yogani Mataji, one of my favorite bhakti verses in this tradition of the lover and the beloved, the way of bhakti. Yogani Mataji, the famous disciple of Baba Fakir Chand, was once asked, how can one sit so still, repeat only holy names and think of God constantly? Her reply, by falling in love. By falling in love, Mataji answered serenely. Because when one is truly in love, nothing but the beloved can enter one's mind. So the secret of Surat Shabad Yoga, inner light and sound meditation, and of mysticism, she goaded, is not necessarily practice, practice and more practice, but love. To be so devoted to one's Lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat, Mataji stressed.
The following living words is from the writings of of uh, Baba Fakir Chan's disciple Yogani Mataji. So the secret of Surat Shabad Yoga and of mysticism is not necessarily practice, practice, and more practice, but love to be so devoted to one's Lord that nothing can stand in the way. This and nothing else is the truth of Sant Mat. I find that to be such a wonderful saying that pretty much embodies the path in its entirety right there. That's always been one of my favorite sayings. And I've posted it online for many years. The following is from Swami Vyasanand. Some living words from Swami Vyasanand. Very much in harmony with the Narada Bhakti Sutras describing different stages or levels or degrees of devotion or bhakti. The way of love or bhakti. Sufis describe five levels of devotion or love. Swami Vyasanand. One. Not a genuine kind of love. The mind is always contemplating matters of mundane attainments, but with the body outwardly, some virtuous deeds are done, even though it is of the lowest kind with sporadic acts of service, the mind would eventually turn to God. So stage one is like, you know, sort of a beginning, inkling of awakening, some degree of awareness coming into existence about doing good deeds occasionally you know a little bit making a start two Swami Vyasanand the body is involved in spiritual acts and there is an effort on the devotee's part to attach the mind to God stage three both the mind and the body are engaged in meditation However, due to material attachments, the devotee's mind becomes distracted and is engaged in immoral actions, or becomes engaged in immoral actions. Upon realization of this deviation, the devotee immediately recognizes the error and seeks to correct it. Stage 4. The devotee loves the Supreme Being with his mind, heart, and soul, and longs for the divine like a fish out of water, yearns for the water. He does not care about food, sleep, the company of others, and does not wish for anything other than God. Sometimes in yearning for the divine, he swoons. There are many stories of saints who become unconscious, struck by divine love. True devotees become unconcerned with bodily needs and do not worry about loss or gain. They are unaffected by the news of death or birth of their loved ones. They are not jealous of others' progress. Nor do they worry about criticism or honor and dishonor. Because of their state of ecstasy and carelessness to worldly conventions, others think of such devotees as crazy. But in this state they enjoy the bliss of God who is the ocean of love. The devotees have a single focus, and that is to see God. All other longings vanish from their hearts. You might 
think stage four is the the highest right that sounds pretty good that sounds like a totally devoted person absorbed in the divine what possibly could stage five have to offer that we haven't already covered in stage four swami vyasanand five in this type of love the devotee becomes like the beloved god the soul is an inseparable part of the divine and through devotion it becomes divine just as ice made up of water after melting becomes water this kind of devotion leads to the union of the soul and the supreme soul or god reading from swami vyasanand some living words from swami vyasanand his book the inward journey of the soul about the five stages of bhakti love and devotion the five levels of devotion or love More living words, this time from Baba Ram Singh, excerpted from a Sant Mat Satsang discourse titled Transformation Comes by Imbibing the Words of the Masters, given in Satsang. A Satsang from the afternoon of January 3rd, 2017. commenting on some verses of Sant Paltu Sahib. I mention the date here because sometimes with some YouTube channels or Facebook pages or publications you get quotes from 700 years ago, <laughs> 2000 years ago or 1943, such a big year that was or 1948. So I just go out of my way to say, yeah, this was 2017. That's also about the same time that The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand was published as a Kindle e-book just to get somewhere into the 21st century here. And very much in the spirit of the Narada Bhakti Sutras seeking wisdom from godmen or living sages. A satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh. Transformation comes by imbibing the words of the masters given in satsang. In this world there are two types of love one is the love which is associated with our body and our being here all our attachments love and affection for all around us and the other is what is called anurag and that is the love between the soul and the oversoul or god almighty pure love is the love between the soul and god almighty that is also the love between a disciple and his master so till we are able to get out of our attachments we will not be able to get salvation and free our soul and if we are not able to get salvation true devotion or anurag we will not be able to develop that love for the satguru and for god almighty by doing simran the repetition of sacred names of god 
When there is this love between the soul and God Almighty, each cell of our body, each drop of our blood and flesh, all of them get completely soaked in this love. And that is how love emanates from each and every cell of the body. That is why Sant Paltu Sahib says, without mukti, without liberation, we will not be able to get salvation, and without salvation, we will not be able to develop the anal hag, or love for God Almighty. This is part of a satsang discourse of Baba Ram Singh, commenting on some verses of Sant Paltu Sahib. Baba Ram Singh. So therefore he says, Paltu Sahib says, till we develop the love for God Almighty, to go and meet God Almighty, we cannot say that we are doing our devotion. Baba Ram Singh, till we develop that anurag, that love, we cannot say that we are doing our devotion. And if we are not doing our devotion, we will not be able to develop that love for God Almighty or go back to God Almighty. Paltu Sahib said, Without love there are no saints, and without saints there is no nam. So nam, the sound current, saints and love, all of these are the same thing. Baba Ram Singh, Therefore the masters say, Our soul is also love. God Almighty is also love, and the path for the soul to go back to God Almighty is also love. That term anurag means divine love, spiritual love. And as some of you know, that is also part of the name of a, a book, a sacred text in Sant Mat called the Anurag Sagar, the ocean of love. That term ocean of love is also a term for the supreme being, a term for God as a being, as a state, as a realm, a type of consciousness, the final ultimate goal, ultimate reality. Also given terms like Anami, nameless, that which cannot be really named, or Lord of the Soul, Radhaswami. Wrapping up today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, the Santmat Satsang podcast, on this theme of Prem and Bhakti, love and devotion, including readings from the Narada Bhakti Sutras and other Bhakti verses of the saints and mystics, the saints and mystics. Wrapping up today's program, the love chapter of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, mystic verses of Darya Sahib on Bhakti, on the state of love. Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Without love there can be no devotion and wisdom. With love arisen, they can be experienced with the Satguru's grace. With intensification of love, one comes in contact with the true sound, and like a lotus in water, abides in its peace and bliss. This is the love chapter of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. 
When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam, the divine light and sound of the spirit, and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment, and being well steeped in devotion or bhakti, one obtains true love. Have love for the lotus feet of the Satguru, O wise ones. This life is short. Give up needlessly extended discussions. With love and wisdom arisen, one moves with detachment in this world. He who finds a Satguru has the true recognition of the path, says Daria. So long as the lover is not immersed in love, his sins and evil thoughts are not washed away. If one's attention is not absorbed in the inner sky, how can he see the wondrous inner sights? So long as the intense longing for the beloved does not arise, and the heart is not filled with love, the spiritual goal cannot be attained by mere observance of religious practices, vows, and rituals. Whatever be the bulk of one's charity and virtuous deeds, one can find no foothold anywhere without devotion, without bhakti. Have firm faith in love and devotion. Love is the essence of spiritual truth. Reflect on this saying of the saints. By this alone one is saved from the ocean of the world, this ocean of samsara. Without love one goes to the abode of Yama, the god of death. But being endowed with love one attains the immortal fruit. Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Blessed is the eye which is permeated with love. Without love it is like a pebble or stone, like a gardener without a garden. The eye remains empty without love. What is the state of a human being without love? He is like one who is denied all delicacies and whose mouth is filled only with dust. Without love one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Says Sant Darya Sahib, Many are the paths prevalent in this world. Knowing the proper wisdom, work out your own salvation. He who obtains a wise and discriminating saint or saint recognizes the path to liberation. The technique of love is truly the root of spirituality. Follow this technique as imparted by the Master. When with His grace the inner lamp is lighted, the true Nam, the support of all, comes to sight. Just as the lotus resides in water, it does not come to bloom by water. Only when the light of the sun appears does the lotus open its petals, as the contemplative inner eye opens to see. 
The spiritual lotus likewise resides in the human body, which is like a pond. Its sustaining water is close to the lotus, but only when love for the Sat Guru arises does the inner lotus bloom and one becomes a devotee of the Lord's holy feet. Without love there is no spiritual path. The path lives in love. With intensification of love one comes in contact with the true sound and like a lotus in water abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains true love. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current, but when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all, says Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar in what I call the love chapter of Sant Darya Sahib. And finally, I'll leave you with these descriptions of the teachings of Sant Mat, according to Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar the reincarnation of Guru Kabir. Sandarya has advocated two paths only for the attainment of Nirvana, or Sachkan, the true eternal spiritual realm or ocean of love. One, the path of knowledge, gnosis, mystical experience within. And two, the path of bhakti, devotion and love. <laughs> 